0: And shine, Sammy. Welcome to the Winchester Winches podcast with T-Squared. We talk about all things Winchester and supernatural related. That was scary. No one in the history of torture has been tortured with torture like the torture you'll be tortured with. A bad man. Warning, the Winchester Winches use adult language and discuss adult topics. In other words, we sound like sailors in the middle of Fleet Week. Son of if you are easily offended, stop listening now. Seriously, we won't apologize or warn you again.
1: I'll take a, a jacked up Dean Winchester over any 10 other hunters any day. When has death ever stopped, Winchester?
0: We're rolling. So, you turn it? And You go ahead. You do it. You do it. <laughs> Welcome to Winchester Winches. This is T. And I am Lady T. And we have a special guest today. Welcome aboard Lynn Zaburnas.
2: Thank you. So glad to be here again. Nice to talk
0: to you guys again. And we are here today celebrating. Yay! It's a book birthday. (laughs) Yay! It is a book birthday. (laughs) See, we are celebrating Lynn's new book, There Will Be Peace When You Are Done, which, by the way, is a very great title, considering It's pretty appropriate, right? Yes. Oh, I, you especially know, now more than ever. Yes, yes. And I can, I cannot listen to Kansas without, I cannot listen to Carry On My Wayward Son without going, <laughs> I know, I mean, it was always an
2: emotional thing to listen to, but now with it being the last season of the show, the show ending, it became even more emotional. And now that none of us feel very peaceful, just the whole idea of there'll be peace when you are done takes on even more extra added meaning so yeah,
0: yeah because they're still not quite done <laughs> but no, they will be no.
2: the universe does not want supernatural to end clearly that's right this is i what think happens. somebody so they si- told you to cancel
1: it and everybody's fucked the world no i think
0: somebody it. signed a demon yep. deal I, I i really do i think somebody signed a demon deal and they said okay this is how we'll do it <laughs> <laughs> it's, coming, it's coming right now apparently <laughs> Did, oh, did telehounds they mean business. <laughs> did did yeah, everybody really. see the, the tweet from Eric Kripke? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> they call it COVID 19. <laughs> but we know what it really is. it. Yeah.
2: So I was so excited to see that. I was like, oh my God, Eric Kripke actually wrote some more supernatural. Here it is. Yes. Right here. I never want to see that again. Yay.
0: Yay. Just in being clear and transparent and everything for everybody. We are recording this prior to the release. So if we say things like in a wrong tense kind of way, it's just because we're actually recording this on April 4th. It's just not going to be released until the book comes out because we don't want there to be any spoilers for any of you. But right. but Tara and I have already read it. so And it's wonderful, people. You're really going to have to read it. Oh, it is. I cried in places. I really did. So I mean, because some things just hit the nail right on the head. There was too many of the chapters that hit home for me as well, so I could relate to the ver- the various authors of the chapters. So I have to ask, Lynn, how did you go about getting all of the people that you got?
2: Huh, it was it was actually really hard. It was it was a little. I can bit only
0: less, imagine.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're a writer, so you can imagine um, part of it already. <laughs> but what made this hard was when we did Family Don't End with Blood, I really sort of asked the people who I knew the best. They were the people who were doing the conventions in terms of the actors, and I see them fairly often because I go to the conventions as a vendor. So I really could just like say to them, hey, you know, are you interested in writing a chapter in this book? And they could say yes, and then I could follow up with them every time I saw them. So it was very easy. For this book, I didn't want to ask the same people because those people really wrote their hearts out and family don't end with blood. So I wanted to ask different people. Um, And I also wanted to be kind of more planful and more thoughtful this time because one of the things that I wanted the book to do was to kind of trace the evolution of the show in terms of things like diversity and representation. And I really wanted it to be a book that did exactly what you guys just said, I wanted there to be a chapter that every single person could be, well, practically, that everybody could say like, Yes, I so relate to that. So the more diverse it could be, the better. So I really was thoughtful about who I invited to do a chapter. and i I didn't know all the people that I invited quite as well as I knew the people who did family Don't End with blood. so it was it was sort of a risk, but wow, I was just blown away by the things that I got back from both the actors and the fans that I invited to write a chapter. People just went above and beyond and really wrote their hearts out.
0: Oh, yeah. They really did. They did. And, I mean, I was some of the the things that I've highlighted that I wanted to talk about, it surprised me who they came from, that it touched me so much. You know what I mean? I, Mm -hmm. I, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that about them, you know, when it was an actor or whatever. Um and one of the one of the things and and because I I'm, I don't want to seem like I'm nitpicking okay I'm just pointing out something and I want everybody to not even let that bother them okay and that is in the the chapter out of the fridge and into the fire with Jessica that uh, Jessica Mason wrote mm-hmm. there's actually a part where she's going through all the scenes because she's talking about watching the show as a feminist and how enjoying the show as a feminist. Uh, and how the show evolved uh, over the fifteen seasons and became, you know, better at things. and in in it, she's talking about in this season, this happened, and in this season, that happened. And she talks about the fan fiction, the the two hundredth episode, and she put it in season nine. And I was like, that's season ten. So I don't want anybody oh, crap. <laughs> I don't want anybody. I don't want that to bother anybody. you know, it, it, yeah. <laughs>
2: And she Hopefully, said, there's a, that's boy. That's my error. I'm supposed to catch things like that as the editor. I am not good with numbers. Numbers are not my friend. I can't keep things like that in my head. But, so but that's she's, my fault. Because she says, in
0: season nine, we saw the return of Jody Mills as a real character, not just someone to move the plot along. We'd loved her since season five, and it was wonderful to see her really get deep in season nine. We got the brilliant 200th episode where female fandom, fan fiction, and queer interpretations of the show were basically blessed by the show and God. We also got Alex, Jody's adopted daughter, and Donna Hanscom. And then she says in season 10, we got... (laughs) (laughs) And I was (laughs) like, I was like, no. So I don't want that to bother. You know, I don't want some people, if if you're like me and you're OCD, don't let that bother you. Don't let it bother you that that one little thing, because she goes on to say some really heavy stuff. And it's, you know, after that, that you will lose if you let that one little thing bother you. Because...
2: Apparently, neither Jessica nor I are very good with numbers.
1: <laughs> well, you know, they're 15 seasons. They start blending. Right. They, yes.
2: do, they do for me. I need a little more of that OCD because I am really not OCD about those kind of things.
1: Well, <laughs> you know, and you forget because I haven't been rewatching as much because, you know, life and work and stuff. And I usually, because I've rewatched so much that like all that stuff sticks. But if you don't, Right, it goes. right.
0: Yeah, but yeah. She, but
2: you but you are totally right that for some people that can like throw you right out. Of right, the and so I am glad I, you you're know, kind of flagging
0: it. Yeah, telling so, people keep going for the substance. Right, I'm I'm sort of like saying there's a trigger there. I'm just warning mm-hmm. you if that's a trigger for you and it's going to make you go, oh, I don't want to hear anything else she has to say. You're going to miss out because. Yes, if, thank
2: you, thank you. And you actually, know. for the second printing, we can flag that and fix it too. So yay.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> but she says, because she's she's praising the show and how good it was doing, and she said, things were looking so good, and I was so proud as a feminist to call myself a fan of the show. Then Dark Dynasty happened. And she says, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a more negative reaction to a character's death than to that of Charlie Bradbury. It was a rough time to be in the fandom as a feminist and a queer woman, and the peculiar part of the situation was, was that the anger fans expressed wasn't toward the characters who killed Charlie, but the writers. It was as if a real person had been murdered. The impact of fictional deaths can be real and devastating, but it's also a writer's job to make you feel things, even sadness. But the reaction to this death wasn't about the story. It was about a queer woman whom so many identified with being pointlessly and stupidly killed. It played into toxic tropes like women in the refrigerator and bury your gaze, that we all hoped we were past. Fandom was vocal about their displeasure enough so that Jeremy Carver was famously called out for it at Comic-Con that summer. And I remember that episode, season nine, was like when I started watching it live. And then Uh, season 10, when Dark Dynasty happened, I was like, screw this, I'm done. I was so mad that somebody had to talk me into coming back. The episode after Dark Dynasty, um, I was like, eh. I, I had it dvr you know, because I had it set up to DVR automatically. And I didn't watch it live. Somebody had, a friend of mine that was a fellow fan had to talk me into watching it because I was all pitchforks and torches, people. You know, let's, yeah. let's storm the castle. I was mad. I and,
2: think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. And, and that, that's why I, I thought this was really... You know, the book is a very uplifting and positive book, but it doesn't gloss over the fact that there has been an evolution. And when there's an evolution, that means that there were times when things were different and maybe right. not so good. And
0: she doesn't gloss over that. So I, I thought her chapter was really important. Yes, and, and, and her chapter, um, like I said, if you let that one little thing bother you, you miss out, because what I just read came after that. And there's so yeah. much more uh, where she, you know, she... she points out things that I liked about the show because she brings up the season 11 thing where they solved the problem with Amara by talking. And I liked so much that the hero of that episode was not Sam and Dean, but a little old lady sitting on a bench in a park feeding the pigeons. Yes, yes. You know, because she was the one that told Amara, sometimes you hate your family, but their family, You 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 know, you're stuck with them. And, yeah. you know, that was, um, that meant so much to me that it it was, you know, they worked it out instead of killing each other, you know?
2: Yeah, which is, which really does show a lot of evolution of the show. I mean, right. one of the, the amazing things about the show, you hardly ever get a show that has 15 seasons to work on things. And <laughs> over the course of those 15 seasons, they have really changed a lot. And and some of those things have been a real purposeful evolution that I think fans really appreciate.
0: And and they it it it's not just you know the actors, but it's the writers, the crew, the you know the directors, everybody on the you know set has went through that that change yeah. that evolution. I yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's one. Absolutely. I, I think it's Jensen's chapter where he's talking about when they first started, they hadn't even they the iPhone wasn't even out yet. Um nope. they didn't yes, have Twitter. Yes, they didn't that have is you know, Johnson's chapter. I and, know that's and, hard to
2: believe. Right. I mean, two thousand and five was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um I don't know. There there was so many things over the course of that fifteen years that changed. And when you watch it on a rewatch, you you <laughs> see it a, dated, a lot more quickly. <laughs> you know, you see it you, you if you If you didn't watch it from the very beginning, you know what I'm saying? You see it happen yeah. the the change happens more quickly for you as as opposed to people that watched it like me. Uh, you know, I did the binge watch, and then there's people like Tara that watched it from the very beginning. So it was a more gradual thing for her,
2: yeah. And for me too, since I watched it from pretty much the beginning so yeah it is it is a different experience it's either compressed evolution or evolution at a more kind of normative rate
1: <laughs> well yeah these binge watchers they just don't know don't know the pain no no
2: they that we don't had know to live
1: pain. through <laughs> that's well, those, very very true that season 1 into season 2 that cliffhanger we had to wait
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> so yes
1: long. yes oh god yes
0: yeah and see i got yeah. somebody uh, somebody hooked on the show recently just in the last few months, I got uh, a coworker hooked on it. Her name is Kimberly. And she watched... Lady Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, wave. Hi, Kimberly. Um, <laughs> and she watched ep- episode one with me. And at the end, when Jessica dies, she was mad at me. She was <laughs> like, you did this to me. You're the one that talked me into watching this. And I was like, but now you're hooked, right? And she was like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh she I told her the other day I said look you ought to be thanking me as well. I said because you, all 14 of the first 14 seasons are on Netflix now. I said you will not finish it before season 15 is done. I said so you will never know the pain of a helatus. <laughs> and and of course That's she went right. she, and of course she went a what? <laughs> And, yeah, and i exactly. had to explain i had to explain you know and i was like see you, you know you will never know you will just never know so some of us
2: will never forget how painful i mean we're getting we didn't expect to get this last hiatus. that is like we don't even know how long it's going to last so that's particularly painful
0: but well, you know it
1: just extends the pain i mean some people are like yeah extends the ending so you don't have to get there yet but i'm like extends the pain See, it does. It, but, it does. I'm of two minds. I
2: mean, in in the one hand, I never want Supernatural to end, so it does delay it. But on the other hand, it's really hard to like. We we just finally came back from Hellas, had a couple of episodes, and now boom, we've lost it again for a right. while. It's difficult.
0: And see, but see, for me, and and I'm completely different than the two of you because, like, I told Tara a while back. Because first of all, every time we've done an, an after show, an a podcast after the episode. I have said, don't tell me how many episodes are left. Don't don't do that. Don't tell me that. Don't <laughs> count them down. And um I told her, I said, it's not gonna hit home for me until October when the show doesn't come back. Mm. For me, it's like you're in come back. Yeah. Yeah. So now <laughs>
2: Yeah. Now that's pushed back to January or something. Yeah, you, you know,
0: so yeah. So uh for me, I was doing fine. You know, I was like, oh, I'll be good until October. Now it's like, oh, shit. You know, and I'm still hoping and still waiting and pleading. Please, stands, we need the armbands. Mm -hmm. I've been begging. I have been (laughs) begging. Every episode of the podcast, I'm like, shirts, look, we need armbands. We need black armbands with the anti-possession symbol on it so when the show ends, we can all wear black armbands in mourning. (laughs) I'd do it. I'd do it. I would totally buy that. She needs to, shirts totally needs to do that.
2: Well, maybe she will as it gets nearer to the actual end now.
0: I am going to say now she's got some time.
2: Yeah. Now it. she's got time Tell to plan. Me. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I keep saying that anyway, I know that Tara's got some parts that she wanted to uh, highlight too, uh, of the book. So I'll let her do one now. All right. Okay. Well, I, 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 I sucked this bad boy down. I was enjoying it
1: quite a bit. <laughs> I stayed up way too late. Me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry about that. That's okay. It helped because um, I was in like a, a rough writing spot. And sometimes when I read really good writing, it helps. So Yes, um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, Jared's was amazing. So we'll come back to the boys because, you know, hi. Yeah. But Shoshana's was amazing. Mm-hmm. Shoshana's oh, yeah. Oh, Shoshana's chapter was yes. oh, so good. I was, when I saw her come up, I was like, well, I mean, I always liked her, but I was like, okay, well, here's a chapter. And, but, and, and, and you know, no offense to you and the writing at all, but, you know, if I didn't really know the person, I was like, eh, do I skip it and try to go to the meaty ones? But I'm like, nope, nope, Tara, just read it right through. It probably makes a difference. So just keep on going. And her chapter was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> is not it. I know. She is such a good
2: writer. I mean, I knew that she was a good writer just from, you know, the work that she has done in television, but I didn't really know that she was going to be such an amazing writer in that kind of
1: autobiographical sense. And it's just, yeah, I know. That's an amazing chapter. Right. Especially that, you know, she didn't even, I mean, she, she looked into it because that's what she do, but she didn't even want the, the implants. She was just like, no, I'm, this is just what I am. I, I am a deaf lady, you know, and, yeah. you know, yeah. that's,
0: I don't want to change that part of me. And was and it, was it her that all brought up, stuff... was it mm-hmm. her that brought up the part about Bobby in a wheelchair or was that in a different chapter?
2: That's in a different chapter. Oh, that's okay. in Vicki McCoy's chapter. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, but that she had been going through all these things like right at the same time as that she got the job. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And And she just she has such she has such a unique perspective, you know, and she has so much to say about identity and what shapes our identity and what it means to have an identity that is different in some way and how that meshes both with, you know, the industry like a television show and just also with life and and your own personal identity. And what she said was just so relatable, I mean, to everyone, I think, but especially to anybody who does have an identity that has anything different about it, and has you know been thoughtful about that, she just I love what she had to say.
1: And and, and I went to RIT, which is Rochester Institute of Technology, and it has a large deaf community. So I was I had a lot of deaf community around me, but um, seeing her point of view where she just it was just her, and to what I grew up with, and it was it was longer ago because. I went to college a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we all? You know, it was like 1996, I think. <laughs> 97 that I went to RIT. And um, they didn't want to be part of us. They wanted to keep separate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. And just to see her different take on things and and you know what she had to go through, A, and then B, how she dealt with it, and then C, how Supernatural made it a thing instead of just being a deaf person, she was a badass hunter,
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. How adeptly they did that. I mean, talk about evolution mm-hmm. uh, until, and then, you know, it's it's up and down with the show because it was tremendous evolution. And then, you know, she also writes about when Eileen was killed, which after the dark dynasty, Charlie being killed, I think maybe that death of Eileen's was one of the most difficult thing for people. And at the time she wrote it, we didn't know for sure that Eileen she was coming, coming back. back. So that's why it mm-hmm. ends the way it does with, you know, but nothing really stays dead or supernatural, including Eileen, because by the time she finished it, we did know. Right. But I love what she went through. You know, it just it really brings out one of the other themes of the book, which is the importance of media in all kinds of representation and how important the character of Eileen was to so many people and to her. So the way she kind of struggles her way through that and lets the reader really follow her thoughts about it as she processes it, I thought was so helpful because it's, you know, it's the same kind of process that fans go through when representation is important to them as well.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, on... Another thing that happened to her in all of this is that she became a mom too. Mm-hmm. So, like, she had a lot of changing going on. <laughs> Talk about evolution. Yeah. So it was it was a really strong, amazing chapter. I was. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't expecting I agree. to be as touched as I was.
0: And see, yeah. I'm I'm not deaf, but something that really resonated with me about her chapter was where she was talking about her accent. Right. Oh yeah. Because I have a Southern accent and it's, it, I can't get rid of it. There's no, you know, I've had vocal coaching. I've had, now I'm a mimic. And if somebody says something, I can say it like they said it. But as far as, so, the, you know, my accent has hindered me with audiobooks and so forth because I can only do audiobooks set in the South because my accent. And mm. you know when I'm being all professional and right here in front of the mic, I don't hear it. I'm sure that the two of you do because you're from the East Coast. So I'm sure <laughs> that you 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 both hear it, but I don't hear it. Um, but anytime I mean I've I've read reviews of my audio books and like someone will say, uh, and the narrator Southern Twang really added authenticity to the story or you know whatever and and somebody said in a review the other day that they really liked my accent and they said I I really want to know where she's from but I'm afraid to look it up and find out she's not from the south she said because <laughs> she said because I'm from Georgia and my southern accent is not that authentic and <laughs> and I was just like yay <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, reminds me of yeah past when the... she's like i own my r's because she's from boston yeah yeah
0: <laughs> so yeah i mean i yeah. have that accent and but so i i i still you know dived with her because i was like yeah i know what you mean about the accent i can't get rid of it so i've just had to learn to live with it
1: well especially yeah. because obviously she can't hear it to fix
0: it right so yeah it's, it's a, 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 a challenge yeah, yeah. Right?
2: But I mean, but that was such a universal thing that she's writing about, like how to come to terms with things about ourselves that we cannot change. Right. And to come to an acceptance of them as part of us and part of our identity. I mean, her chapter, you might think, you know, oh, well, I'm not deaf or I don't have a disability or whatever. I won't relate to it. Oh, yeah, you will.
1: It's right. a universal right. chapter.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. And most of the chapters
1: are. Oh, I mean, yeah. I might have a kernel of whatever sparks their their chart chapter but yeah yeah I agree I agree
2: everybody did an
0: amazing job with that
1: it's
2: really
0: good writing I would, I oh, really, really read it. <laughs> it yeah it is great writing it really is uh and I probably will read it again uh but uh and one of the things that I really loved was uh Lauren Tom's chapter too what's up Tyler oh mommy? yeah um <laughs> And which is a great title
2: by the way. Yes it is.
0: <laughs> um and and I'm not going to quote too much from her her chapter but there was a, right at the end there's a quote that I felt was so I had never heard the quote before. And I was like this is like this should be somebody's this everybody should have this as a mantra. You know, it's it's uh but she quotes best-selling author Brené Brown uh, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Wow, that's deep. So powerful. Yeah, that it. It. it, it yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's no other way to say it but powerful. I mean, it's just, it's huge. Uh, it, it was. And I love that, that. I love that that
2: encompasses Lauren's story and her own evolution. And that—that's where she comes out to at the
1: end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and well, so I many like of that these her people have friends...
1: been on the show off and on so long that like their whole career kind of either blooms or they're finding themselves. It's pretty amazing. And her best. Yeah, it's name amazing. Is scary, it's
2: so. amazing to me that <laughs> even people who have been on the show, like maybe even there's people who wrote chapters that have been on for a single episode. But even having been on for a single episode, the show played a huge part, both in their professional development Mm -hmm. and their relationship with their fans, but also for so many of them, the character that they played, because I think the writing sometimes is so good and so rich in the show, that the character that they played, even if they only played it for one episode, had a real impact. And the set and the fellow actors that they were working with and the crew had a real impact. Which is amazing when you only did one episode.
0: Oh yeah, and there and there's some there's there's a lot of those because the Hunter husbands are yeah that their chapters make, are I mean, fabulous. Well yeah, first. I'll let you talk about it since since that was your. Well, you, do you have anything else for Lauren? Oh no, I just wanted to make that quote. So, <laughs> well, I
1: really loved the the Hunter husbands that they um, that Supernatural had, the Chitters guys. Um, yes,
2: two of my you, favorite you, chapters. Two of my favorite yeah. people.
1: What was it Hugo and uh... and Lee, Lee? Yeah, Hunter husbands and not a demon, but a superhero. Those chapters were so good,
2: <laughs> aren't they? I and those guys were like, oh, I don't know if I can write a chapter. I've never done this. I don't. I don't, and they came out so incredibly powerful. And those are that's an example of people. Like they did one episode, but it, it was, it had such an impact on them and it had such an impact on the fandom.
1: It really did. And I, uh, me and Terry talked about this before, but um, it wasn't one of her favorite episodes, but I really liked the shitters episode.
0: But now, um, n- and wait a minute. Now I have to defend myself. The, 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 <laughs> the reason The reason I didn't like the chapter wasn't, it, no, not the chapter. The I episode. mean, the, the episode. The reason I didn't like Chitters, the episode, is just that I felt like they, the, the writers were trying too hard to to make it look the mirror. You know, with, with them, with the husband's going to retire and uh, Sam and Dean looking for the piece at the end and all of that. And I, I just felt like they were forcing the issue too hard. Everything yeah, else about remember. the chapter I liked, I mean, the chapter, everything else about the episode I liked. it was just that one thing. It bugged me no end that they, it, it seemed forced that they were trying to make us see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, look, you don't have to show us that. We're already hoping for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I never believed it anyway. I was like, oh, this is heartbreaking that they're because we know this is not going to be the ending. So I saw it mm. as kind of a, Almost like a turn of the screw. Like if yeah, things were different, yeah. this
0: is what they might have. Yeah, that's what I mean. That you know, that's what we're all hoping for, but we know we're not going to get it. So it was, yeah, exactly. It was sort of like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's I, that. That's why I didn't like titters. Not not anything else about it. I loved the rest of it. <laughs> I mean, so and,
1: and 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 then the chitter sex. No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um but the the guys were so so moved with as you said, just one episode, you know that they they could see so much potential and uh, that it moved them as actors that they got to be part of something where it wasn't the gay storyline, they just happened to be gay, <laughs> you know, yeah, right it was so that part was so well done, and that even even on the show when they didn't write it in as the guys were astounded by this information. They were kind of just like, oh, that's cool.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, so... which is, it seems like such a small thing, but those kind of things are so important. They send such a, a message that is so important to people who are watching through that lens that that just media is powerful in that way. So an episode like that in a show that is so influential to so many people is so important.
1: Always the gay sidekick. You know, you're just
2: like,
0: no, it doesn't have to always be the gay sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Dean's come away from it was not, you know, hooking up with a a guy, but hooking up with another hunter. You know, (laughs)
1: how's
0: it it like to be with another hunter? Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) Exactly. Who cares
2: about the gender? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it was it was it was very well done. And I also love that they wrote their chapters independently. So it's not like they consulted when they were writing their chapters, but they both wrote about their own their own friendship as well and how the episode was so powerful for like they're friends to this day. Yeah. Uh, Just over that one episode, which I also think is
1: is really remarkable.
0: But that's the power of supernatural. Yeah. It is. I mean
1: you know, sometimes you're always like, Oh, it's rose colored. They're the the you know, the set isn't that awesome. Everyone says it. Like there's no one out there that has said they had a bad time on a supernatural set. No, I it's I
2: mean I've been there what, five times, I think, and it is striking how just, it is like, I mean, not that things don't happen, I mean, it's not like a fantasy land, you know, I've I've seen things go wrong, I've seen, but just the way that people people. treat each other is just, it's amazing, and how much of a well-oiled machine it is, is amazing, so I do think it's, not that I have a lot of experience on television sets, because I don't, it's the only television set I've ever been to, well, that's not true, but. I've only been to a couple of television sets, but it, it really does seem extraordinary.
1: Yeah, so many actors just are like, yes, we'll come back. Yes. <laughs> I don't care if I'm yeah. not the same character because, you know, that's what also what happens because, you know, it's just the Vancouver contingency. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> can have the same person play three different characters. Just space them out. Every five years, they come back and do a different character. <laughs>
0: exactly. and, and that's Because
2: like Benny,
1: a- Benny was, too. He was two different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And um, the guy that played Doug, Brendan Taylor, he talked about yes. that he was a demon in one episode that he, but he got cut. He was yes. a, an Abaddon minion, and and the scene got cut. Uh, oh so, really? So most people don't even know that Doug was was in the show at another time. So and that's yeah cool. funny, especially because that's why he left Donna. He's like hell no, bye right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, demon no out. Thank you. Hmm. I don't get your I life. I don't yeah. want to know your
1: life. I gotta go. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love his chapter too, because his his chapter, you know, again, he was only in a couple of episodes, but it was a huge thing for him and really influential. And and the fandom really just kind of latched onto him. Like his character was important in who he was to Donna and and mm-hmm. what he helped us understand about Donna's story.
0: Yeah. God Okay, and... So many good things. Now, now the next chapter that I want to talk about is Chad Lindbergh's chapter.
2: <laughs> and, oh, I and, love
0: Chad. And the title of the chapter is The Magic of the Mullet, and that is just beautiful to me. So crazy. Um, <laughs> I love Chad. I just Chad. love that so he was just, like, the the guys. just... The... I love Chad. I love him. You know, uh, I'm one of his badass bitches. Um, that's, uh, it's like an unofficial fan club. Uh, for Dr. Badass, so we're badass bitches, get it? Okay, so... We um, <laughs> get it. And if there's any B's out there, holla! Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, but the, the very... He starts off the chapter talking about something that happened at a convention that I was at. So that, you know, that was... I'm like, oh, I was there for that! Um, because he's talking about Jacksonville.
2: Uh, Oh, that was a great moment when the little kids came on stage and one was dressed as him,
0: yes. And one was dressed as Asmodeus, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And uh, he talks about it, and he said, I'd seen people dress as my character before, but to see this young girl and know that she related to Ash was amazing. Knowing that Ash resonates with so many people is wonderful to me. Yeah, he he was so touched by that. And he talks, you know, he in his chapter, he talks about the 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 SPN family and what the SPN family has done for him and supported him through because he's had some pretty hard hard times that, you know, um family issues and complications and things that the the SPN family supported him through all of it. Uh, but he also tells a funny behind the scenes story about uh, trying to shotgun beer. And I don't want to ruin <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to ruin, ruin that. God. Oh I'm, my just, God. I'm just saying. Um, y'all, you have read read yeah, y'all have <laughs> to yeah, read it. Yeah, y'all have to read you
2: have to read that one in Chad's words because that yeah, yeah. that's that's a great behind the scenes story.
0: <laughs> and see, I I kind of know his sister, Brandy, uh, that he's that he mentions was and there. and she's in that story yes. too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, that I mean, uh I've talked to her quite often. So so it's uh it, it's funny to me you know cuz now i can see brandy there and i can see what's going on you know in my head when he's when he's telling the story i'm like oh, i can yeah. totally see that too <laughs> so uh but i mean it's and and he even says after he's talking about the story he says that's priceless stuff and that's what he says in his chapter and i'm like yeah that is totally priceless <laughs> stuff he's right he has he has yeah. a good
2: understanding And I do love, I mean, I I think that's one of the unique things about the relationship between Supernatural's cast and Supernatural fandom. It is so reciprocal. So I do love that he shared personal stories of time. Like it's not always, you know, the actors are like giving to the fans in terms of inspiration or whatever. Sometimes it's the fans that are giving to the actors and the actors really appreciate it and and really take note of it. And I, I love that he incorporated that. It is chapter. It makes it so much more of a reciprocal relationship.
1: Well, even when you see con footage with these guys, I mean, I've seen con footage for other um, other fandoms, and it's nothing like a Supernatural con. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it's, they, the is... actors actually look like they're enjoying themselves up there. Right. <laughs> they As are. As some they other are. ones where you're like, you are obviously here for the paycheck, and that is about it.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We won't yeah, name no, any this names, is unique. but it really is. It's unique. We won't we won't call out those others, but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> we know <laughs>
0: we know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so. it kind
1: of colors you too, because you know, it, uh, as I've always said, like I, I'm I'm still a Bon Jovi fan, but I was an Uber fan, and I'm like, I can't meet him. I can't because I can't get it ruined because if it's ruined I'll just be dead <laughs> right <You know? laughs>
0: right yeah. but the
1: natural no, people, people it seems like that you're never going to be ruined which is not nice. yeah. and it and it's
2: so unlikely like I have met so many of them and gotten to know so many of them over the years and you would really think like what are the chances that they would all I mean almost all of them are just the most incredible down-to-earth, genuine, nice, caring, appreciative people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I keep saying, like, you need to buy the casting agent a, a fruit basket because they did just an amazing job. They oh, brought yeah. together
1: such a wonderful group of people. I know, and then the couple of bad eggs that are in there, one of them is just, we just don't talk about him. And then the other one is, he's just he's just so sweet and so stupid sometimes. <laughs> so, so we kind of, so, yeah. we so, kind of give him are. a little bit with a little, little bit of a pass, but the other one, you know, we're like, nope, that was a mistake. <laughs> but for the number that we have of this cast and the years, I mean, that I mean, we're talking average is hundreds ridiculous. Of people.
2: Yeah, no, it is. It's absolutely insane. So I, yeah, I, I don't know that, I feel like Supernatural has ruined me for any other show. Yeah, because yes. you're never going to have this kind of thing again. It's just not going to happen. There
1: is never going to be anything like Supernatural no, never. No, no.
0: And um, as was pointed out by numerous of the actors that wrote chapters, the the fandom, the Supernatural family, uh, the SPM family will go on. And that's, that's the legacy of the show. That's what all of them say. Yes. And, Almost uh,
2: every single person said the same thing. That yeah. was something I said to all of them. Could you please... You know everything else you want to write about, I want it to be your personal story and your per- you know your personal experience with this show and this fandom, but please tell me what you think the legacy of the show will be and yeah, that's what I mean everybody agrees
0: and you know yeah the the, the fact that it's the family aspect of everything is what gets me because there's even the one of the chapters that meant a lot to me um and I'm not gonna go into uh a whole lot about. Uh this, because the person in my family is not out, uh and I would not want to out them uh but I have a transgender family member, and so the uh make your own destiny chapter that Dmitri Novak wrote really yeah. touched me um and i the fandom the the friends that dimitri that he has in the fandom. I think he said there were four that took care of him after the surgery. The fandom raised, helped raise the money for his surgeries, um, and this this uh, four friends uh, took care of him after the surgery. Woke him up every four hours with hot food and his medicine. They did his, they took care of his drainage tubes. They did all of that, and these were all people that he met because of the show. These were not yeah, long absolutely. time. You know, longtime friends, longtime family. I mean, I've got a best friend that I know would do something like that for me. I know Lori would do that in a heartbeat. Okay. In fact, she has done stuff like that before. Um, I mean, I hurt my back one time, threw my back out, and she actually uh, helped me in the shower and washed my hair for me. So, I mean, I know she would do that, but we've been friends for 20 years.
2: Yeah, and you these know. are these are friends that came through this fandom. Right. That's like the right. power of this fandom in real life.
0: Yes. And Dimitri said that he felt so included and you know uh, nobody looked at him different or treated him different or anything, and that he came out to the fandom. You know, mm-hmm. that's how he came out was on Twitter to the fandom. Yep. And and yep. that was so touching to me. And you know, so it, it you know, because, like I said, I have a a, a trans- transgender family member, and so, um, they have not been brave enough to come out to everybody yet. And so this was just like, wow, you know, and and I want them to read this chapter because yeah, it's
2: so it's so powerful. and i so i was so so I have to give a huge shout out to Dimitri because he was writing the chapter, you know, I had deadlines, and there was nothing mm-hmm. I could do about the deadlines. And so, you know, he, this was not long after his surgery that he's trying to finish this chapter. And I know that it was Ugh, extremely recovery. hard, yeah. Yeah, oh my extremely goodness. hard, both emotionally and just from a physical standpoint. But we both felt like this is such an important message. Like, how can we write a book that we want to be about diversity and representation and speak to everyone and not have it speak to all the trans members of the community? Like, mm-hmm. how could we do that? So I just give him so many props for slogging away. There were times when he would come home from a shift and write work on his chapter at, you know, like two o'clock in the morning to get it to me for the next morning, which that's not easy. So huge props there. But I think it'll be a really, really important chapter to a lot of people.
0: Right. So I, I really, that's one of the chapters that I want everybody to read every single word. Don't skip it. That's an important chapter.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: Okay. Tara. Same with oh, um
1: true. Amy Hutton, Sweet on You. Yes. Jean. Yes. Now I've been, I've been, I've been following her for a long time because her pictures are. whoo, Hello. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah. That girl knows how to take a picture of Jensen. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. And she also, I've, I've also read some of her fan fiction back in the day, and to read her story that she was brave enough to leave her job and leave her lifestyle and sell off her stuff. To follow her dream, which I'm also an author, so I understand a little bit of that fear. I mean, I I did my writing like while working, so I was I was ready when I left. But you still had to be brave. Really, that was a really powerful chapter.
2: <laughs> yes, and 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 unsurprisingly, so tremendously well written, which makes it an even more powerful chapter.
1: Girl, I went and I found her like author page. I mean, she still hasn't. She's she's finishing up her book. She she did finish it um that I think that that was mentioned in the chapter and stuff but it was it was so well done I'm like okay I have to read your book (laughs) yeah
2: yeah no you can you can tell how good she is by how good that chapter is for
1: sure yeah because I mean I love that there was some of that fandom was peppered in there too um with our stories because you know I mean we keep this crazy train run into
2: oh yeah no it's i mean i wanted it just like family don't end with blood it was important to me that this book be written by both the cast and the fans because that's really the whole point of what makes this so unique it's because it is about the cast and the fans we are both part of the spn family so i don't think you can have one or the other and really get a full understanding of what makes all this
0: so special absolutely And I liked, I liked how you set up the book with, uh, you know, the classic bookends because Jared's chapter is the first chapter and Jensen's is the last. Yeah. And, and it, it, it makes perfect sense to do it that way. Um, and of course they both had remarkable things to say. Uh, I don't want to touch on what, uh, Jen, what Jensen said that made me cry. Uh, I did mention that early on. Um, until Tara gets is there any more that you want that chapters that you wanted to talk about or
1: oh I really liked uh I always say his name wrong the guy Gadriel <laughs> Tomo. oh Gadriel yeah Tomo, Tomo, Ta- Tomo yeah. yeah yeah Tomo his his chapter was really great I had never really seen any of his stuff from the con stuff because you know life gets involved and I, I used to watch all the con and then you know life it's hard to keep up <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's many cons and many videos
2: yes he's another person that i i knew his chapter would be good because he is so smart and right? so
1: thoughtful because
2: and i did just... another
0: show so i was like oh he's gonna be on my show yeah i loved him <laughs> yeah. in Battlestar galactica yeah
2: yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's, I mean, he's just like, he's like Mark Shepard, you know, sort of genre royalty that he's been in so many different things. And that gives him a unique perspective on television in general. So when he's talking about how special this experience has been, he's really got a lot to compare to, you know. So his when he says that, it carries a different kind of weight than maybe it does for other people. And I just, I love what he had to say about his character. You know, it's not a character that is widely beloved so it was so interesting to read just how deep and how thoughtful he was about portraying that character and what he got out of that character i loved those insights it was incredible. yeah and
1: his uh his his thing with the director is like do you want to see what jared did he's like uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah he helpful. can also
2: he can also be funny he's got a great sense of humor so yes i'm not surprised that his chapter is also one of the ones that makes you laugh
1: <laughs> but also the way he talked about jared and the the, um, you could see Jared when he slipped into Gadriel or whatever his oh, name yeah. was between the two angel names, but that it was so incredibly different. Like even just the way he stood, the way he puffed out his chest, and the almost and he said ballerina like way that he walked and the way he talked. And I'm like, oh my god, mm-hmm. yes, it was so good. Yeah. I didn't super yeah. love the storyline, but I love the way that Jared made it happen and that I enjoyed. Because of him. That's the other
2: thing that we owe the
1: casting agent a fruit basket
2: for. It's not just that they hired really nice people. They hired people who are incredible actors. The acting on the show, like, I watch other television sometimes, and I realize my standard has been skewed because I'm used to the kind of acting Mm -hmm. that we get on Supernatural, and I think that that's how acting is on other television shows, and then I'm
0: rudely reminded that that is not the way acting is. many other television shows uh no and you know it's while we're on that subject and i oh i don't want to call out the show okay i don't want to but i saw a new show that premiered this week and the uh lead actress on it it was a comedy and the lead the lead actress on it uh was one of my favorites on another show a drama okay and I loved her in that character. And I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this new show because I'm afraid that I will only see her as that other person. I'm not, you know. And then I watched the new show and I was so disappointed. Not because uh, I could only see her as the other character, but because um, she's not good at comedy.
2: And that's a completely different skill set. So right. how did we get right. so lucky really to have people like Jared Jensen and Misha? Who are yes. great at acting drama, but also are so skilled at comedy. It's right.
0: amazing. Because nobody pulls off a, you know, comedy episode better than Supernatural. I mean, no. you know, for I know, a drama show. Because those guys can yeah. do it. Yeah, exactly.
1: The, so. the sense of timing that they have, unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, especially I and the him. way.
2: He's just and the, gold. Gold. Totally. And the things they can do with their faces, like, without even any dialogue, I Mm -hmm. don't even understand how that's
0: possible, but they do it. Well, see, that's like y'all were talking about Jared as Gadriel. His face. Y'all talked about his posture, his, you know, all of that. For me, I noticed immediately because of the way his face, I mean, it just kind of went blank. Yeah, his eyes went dead. Yeah, his eyes would go dead. He would just be blank. And, and... For Jared to go from, it was like going from 60 to zero instead of the other way around. Because it was like, you know, he could be all of the facial expressions and then just like resting bitch face in a second, you know. Because even <laughs> when
1: he was doing Sola Sam, I mean, empathy yeah. Sam, empathy, you know. <laughs> yeah, empathy yeah. Sam, yeah, empathy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But that he could be so different when he was solo Sam, which is super hot in some ridiculous way. That's probably psychologically wrong in my head, but whatever.
2: Nah, 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 nah. Totally healthy. Go with it. <laughs> but solo Sam is <laughs> so freaking sexy as shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> the yeah. number, the amount of fan fiction that is out there would suggest that many
1: people agree with you. <laughs> yeah, and Demon Dean <laughs> as well, because because. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm uh-huh. with you. I'm yeah. with you. Oh, I you know some some days Osric, i just want to beat him senseless for ruining what would have been like the demon dean storyline because of the damaging poor jared yeah, Cut
0: <laughs> yeah. the storyline
1: they, they they changed the whole storyline because of the shoulder yeah <laughs> yeah
0: thank was you very much it was kind of jared's Chow. fault
2: though that, that happened so, <laughs> I mean, said, uh, yeah it was yeah
0: it was just big, as much Jared. Moot. yeah for god's sakes his nickname is the best uh anyway so now, but anyway, yeah, it was it was it was really good. So I I really loved Temo's chapter. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I was surprised, you know, that when I when I read through it, all of the people that I enjoyed their chapters, and to be honest, I enjoyed their chapters more than say the I don't want to say that that though. I was going to say more than say Jared and Jensen's, but it was more of a that it surprised me that I enjoyed them as much. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because I was surprised by what they had to say, so yeah, and, and well, yeah,
1: because like Adam Fergus, I mean, mm-hmm. all oh,
0: these yeah. guys, the just these gems that are now in our lives that never would have been because of this little show. And David Hayden Jones calls us all cousins. He refuses to call yes. us fans. We're all cousins because we're all a family. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to start calling everybody cousins. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah, I love that the two of them. Of course, we had to have both of them. You can't have one of them without the other.
2: Right. And I love that the two of them, both of their chapters were sort of a a mix of serious, like really serious, heartfelt, and also funny. Mm -hmm. Because that's how they are, like in
0: real life and on stage too. So I love that that came through. I know,
1: they're insane. Like the marathon footage, oh my God, they're crazy.
0: (laughs) Okay, so now I have to explain why Jensen's chapter made me cry. And it's because he Mm -hmm. nailed something right on the head. Because I started watching Supernatural for one reason, but I stayed for others. Because I started watching the show. Uh, My daughter was a huge fan. She had been watching from the get-go. And I would hear her off in her bedroom, you know, screaming at the top of her lungs at the TV. No, no, no! Or, uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) You can't do that! And, And I was like, all of that over a TV show. All of that. I just don't get it, you know. And then, you know, her senior year of high school, I was like, oh, she's going away to college next year and, I've got to find something in common with her that will make her want to talk to mom every week, not, oh, God, I have to call my mother, you know. And so I was like, all right, I'll 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 give Supernatural a shot. And I watched it on Netflix, and I started watching it, and I was hooked, you know, immediately, of course. Um, And so that's why I started watching it. And it worked, because uh, every week... Uh, either during the show, we would be on the phone for the episode or immediately afterwards, she would call me and be like, did you see, you know, or whatever. Um, And so, you know, we had the phone calls or I would call her and go, oh my God, did you, did you watch the episode yet? Yes, I watched it. Okay, great. Well here, you know, so, I mean, we had the conversations that I was hoping that it would create. But I also deal with depression and anxiety. And, you know, I mean, I have... Uh, been on the verge of suicide before many times i have dark days um i have days that i just refer to as bad mental health days and usually on those days i can put in an episode of supernatural and feel better and it i i i guess i could never like actually pinpoint the reason other than watching sam and dean fight demons kind of Fit with my demons, you know, me fighting my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the uh, what he says, what Jensen says in his chapter, he says, it has been a privilege to play a character like Dean who has inspired so many people because any excuse to give up is not an excuse that is good enough for the Winchesters. This is who they are. They fought because they believed in what they were fighting for, and that's part of the show that people connect with to keep fighting the good fight not giving up because the odds are stacked against you supernatural embodies that kind of resilience i think dean's legacy is that he never gives up he keeps fighting no matter what the show carries the message to always keep fighting for each other and that has inspired the fandom to keep fighting too when whatever fight they are facing and that's it right on the right there no mm, excuse yeah. is good enough you know, for the Winchesters, it doesn't matter what the excuse is. They don't give, it's not good enough to give up. And that's like the the speech, they always keep grinding speech that Dean gives in that one episode. Yeah. um, That is it. I mean, it, there's no excuse good enough. So that's kind of what I would tell myself whenever I was really down. I'd be mm-hmm. like, but Sam and Dean wouldn't give up. Sam and Dean would yeah. keep on going and and that that's why I've stayed as long as I have, not I mean, because my daughter's been out of college now for several years, you know I mean, um, so I wouldn't have to keep watching it to have to to have contact with her. so you know this I stayed because of that, and that's the yeah. you know that's why the rewatches happen. That's why I'm always putting in and watching wherever I mean one of my favorite episodes to put in, and in fact, I don't even have to put in the whole episode. If I'm somewhere where I can't watch the whole episode, I can just watch the scene with Dean and the fairy when he pizza rolls Tinkerbell. <laughs> that's all I have to watch. That scene and and Sam's saying I'm not supposed to laugh, right? You know, that, <laughs> that's... just a mood booster. <laughs> I can watch that scene and it will make me laugh every time. You know, he's like, you can't see it. The, it it's right there. You know, I, <laughs> I can probably quote that scene word for word. I've watched it that many times and I still laugh every time. So that's
1: those comic skills we were right, just talking exactly. about. They're so good. Yeah. And, and I'm so interested to see what Jensen does after. I mean, he has given us nothing.
2: Well, but sooner or later, we'll get something. But <laughs> I, mean, I, I love I love that, like. Like what you that passage that that you just read, it is so powerful, and I love the fact that he understands that.
0: Mm-hmm. Like
2: he gets that too. That's right. that's him expressing it, his own understanding of what has been so special, and it resonates with us because yeah, he's totally right. He gets right. it. He gets why he this gets has it. been and so that, special, and that
0: makes that that's another reason why this show is so special because they get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's unprecedented, I think. Right. Well, even
1: Jensen himself has changed based on the show and mm-hmm. dealing with the oh, things. Oh, yeah. Because he he was a typical, you know, dude who didn't really, con, you know, get into his emotions and, and push all that stuff down, and, you know, and he was very shy. And, you know, this fandom, he's just blossomed. Yeah, he
2: writes about that in his chapter in Family Don't um, End With Blood, how... You know, he was always very anxious and didn't like speaking in public, but the acceptance of the fandom have really, you know, helped Tim, him sort of get out of that.
1: He's
0: a rock star because of us.
2: Yeah, he is. Literally. Right. And the world's yeah. the world's better off for it.
0: And oh and God. something else that, that that made me cry was and I don't want to read the whole thing. I just wanna read this one little paragraph because it's it's I, I don't wanna blow it. Okay. So um, I don't want to do the spoiler, but it, he says... and Yeah, let's, don't
2: you'll don't read the whole chapter. Yeah, then people will yeah, be like, uh, yeah. I don't need this book. I already heard the whole right, chapter. Right, exactly. <laughs> but this
0: part where he says, and let's be clear, Supernatural will never end. The show might, but what it has built, this will never end. Besides, nothing ever stays dead on Supernatural. And I think that's the point that we all need to that that will be what gives us the the peace that we want when it's done is that nothing ever stays dead on supernatural you know yep. and and there was other there were other chapters where the where the actor said we'll save that for supernatural the movie you know yeah. <laughs> you know
2: <laughs> yeah that's that's why Jensen's chapter like that's like near the end of his chapter I thought was a good Mm-hmm. Way to end the book combined with what Misha had to say mm-hmm. um, about the fandom going on, because those two things being the end of the book are, are sort of very hopeful.
0: And and it's it fits in with what we were talking about earlier, that so many of the people that wrote chapters, that was what they said the legacy of the show was, the SPN family. Yep. And, yep. and the SPN family has accomplished so much together. If, if you know, if any anything can be a shining example of how we're better together, it's the supernatural fandom, you know, yeah, because absolutely we, look at all the good that the fandom yes. has done in the world. It's kind of amazing. Yes. I mean, um, that any time we all put our all into it, I mean, I honestly believe if we wanted to, we could move a mountain. I think you're right. You know, I, I think mean, you're right. if if there was a if there was a reason, if it was a very good reason, and it was a heartfelt, this is why we need to move that mountain. It could happen. I I really honestly believe the supernatural family could do it. And they yeah. do it with no, weird spaghetti right. or something from Kishwas. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. exactly,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean... I
2: like the uh, I like the chapter by Tanya and Kayla that talks all about like supernatural and activism and everything that right. Random Acts has done and stuff like they they really like they're both academics so that's probably the chapter that's like the mediaist chapter in the book but I really wanted it to be part of the book that there was a record of what the supernatural family has done and how much of a difference things like Random Acts and Gishwis and all of the charitable campaigns that the actors have done, like how the fans and the actors together have really made an impact. So I, I love their chapter because I, I really wanted that to be part of the legacy of Supernatural that's reflected in
1: the book. Well, it,
0: it is. It totally is. It, 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 they have, we
1: have raised so much money and so yes. much awareness out yes.
0: there. I mean, they, they raised $250,000 alone just for the one thing when they did the marathon. You know, to mm-hmm. to 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 fight hunger. Um, yeah. I mean, that was just one thing. I mean, look, I I I really wish that we had a number. You know, yeah. I wonder what there. it is
2: altogether. Yeah, I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have no idea, but I know it's got to be huge money. Got to be in the millions. And yeah, I mean, it's got to be. And and I would like to, you know, I want to say that I'm not just talking about the stands. Uh, no. things you know, Not the t-shirts, t-shirts and all of that. So much other I mean, or the the so the gish them. stuff or any of that. I'm talking about just the side note stuff that didn't even include the actors. You know, like the money that was raised for Dimitri mm-hmm. You yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah, just the Vespian family taking care of each other, right? You know, and I mean, I read somewhere, and this has been a while back, where somebody in the fandom needed a kidney, and they found a match in the fandom. Wow. Yeah, there have been all kinds of things like that
2: that have happened just amongst fans. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so somebody, somebody in the fandom was experiencing homelessness recently and didn't know what they were going to do because the state they were in was having a shelter in place and she was living in her car. And it was people in the fandom who pulled together and managed to get them to get her a safe place to, to stay. For the next couple of months. I mean, it's that immediate kind of personal stuff that goes on all the time, sort of under the radar, but it's right. so important.
0: Right. And and I think it's so cool that I mean and, and I do it too. I mean, I I've I've said, oh, there's their ESPN family. Well, here, I don't know them, but here, let me give you money. You know? <laughs> um, because I everybody reaches out a hand and there's somebody there that will take it and lift you up. That's that's yeah. the legacy of supernatural. Is the, oh, is... it's
2: such such a big such a big part of it, and it's and it's why both for family don't end with blood, and for there'll be peace when you are done. We wanted to take part of the proceeds and donate them to Random Acts, and and in this case, for the new book, it's to Random Acts and to SPN Survivors, which is a, a suicide prevention and awareness um, organization nonprofit that right. was started by. Supernatural fans and has, you know, has made an incredible difference and is doing
0: incredible work. So,
2: yeah, I thought, I mean, how could you have a book about Supernatural and not have it benefit exactly what the (laughs) fandom is about?
0: Right, exactly. I mean, there, I mean, there and there's there's places in the book where uh, people write in their chapter uh, about there is a dark side to the fandom, you know, I mean, and there is. I've seen it myself you know? Sure.
2: To any, to any group of people, right. any, there's, there's know, going to be conflict. Every yeah.
0: family's got that crazy uncle that gets drunk at every function. Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> we it just makes us normal. You know, there's one in every family, you know? Right. <laughs> you it's know? a family.
2: It's a family after <laughs> you know, all. So.
0: It puts the fun and dysfunctional. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that's just part of it, but the majority of the fandom, it's like, it was said in the book it, at its heart. The family is there. It, it will always yes. be there. The friends that we've made, and I, you know, I can't, I can't say that uh, I made friends with Tara because of Supernatural, because I didn't. I met her. We were both Bon Jovi fans. But there's another fandom. <laughs> yeah, still through fandom though, <laughs> right? But but Supernatural is what has made us better friends and closer friends. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I mean because before with Bon Jovi in the fandom it was just that oh hey yeah I know her. You know, you know and now it's like I call her and go, "Oh my god, guess what happened?" You know, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and then we found out all these crazy things that were actually in line with, yeah, uh, for, for other things, yeah, you know, on the side that you know, even after the show's over, we're gonna end up with another podcast because we love tarot and we like witchy stuff and we like all this other stuff and we like all the geekdoms and we, uh, yeah, you know, it's just we want to do yeah, a Lucifer, you, a you Lucifer just meet, one now, you
2: meet like minded people, right? And then mm-hmm. you go from there,
1: but we didn't even know this about each other from like right. just the Bon Jovi fandom, right? <laughs> there's something, there's something about the supernatural family that that just maybe ticks maybe a little deeper,
0: yeah. Yeah, agreed. makes you just a little bit closer than the other fandoms. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because that at the heart of this fandom is two brothers.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. family. Family by blood, family without blood, just all kinds of family. Right. They
0: kept collecting family. And Mm -hmm. I wish I knew who said it in their chapter. But in one of the chapters, they said, you know, family don't end in blood. And supernatural doesn't end in a finale. You know, the SPN family doesn't end in a finale. Yeah. And and I can't
2: remember who that is, but that's a great, that's a great part. Yeah, You know,
0: and it's, and it's so true because, you know, if, how can you embrace the line and the the phrase of family don't end in blood if you let it end with a finale? If if the family doesn't go on after, it's not a family anymore. Yeah. I think
2: what I mean, the very end of the book is Misha Collins. And I think what he has to say about the fandom not ending, he's absolutely right. And and it was absolutely heartfelt what he said. And that's that's what's going to go on. And there's no way that it isn't.
0: So and I don't want to read what he said, because I want everyone to buy the book. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's very heartfelt whatever it is. We right, just right. Say- <laughs> Yes, it was very and the
0: picture in the picture with it is is great too cuz he has such a great smile in that picture but um we, we want to uh do this for our listeners as well. Lynn is going to let us give away a copy of There Will Be Peace When You Are Done. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you're going to autograph it. Uh, yeah, I think I am. Okay, awesome. Okay, so here's how it's going to work. Tara's going to do a uh, Google form. Is that how it works? Mm Yep. Um, We won't use your
1: information for anything other than this collecting for this. Right. So you don't have to worry about us, you know. I mean, we need your your address so we can mail you the
0: book, you
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) It's just
0: literally to enter for the thing and then we'll trash it. Right, yeah. So, I mean, we really don't have a need for it other than that um because yeah we're gonna know, create a newsletter and we're gonna bug you all the <laughs> right time. i mean because you know <laughs> we're, we're introverts and we probably wouldn't want to talk to you anyway but <laughs> we just like talking to our microphones right on the right it's so yeah. much easier when i'm just sitting in my closet talking to a microphone than it is to actually <laughs> talk to somebody um but anyway so she's going to uh do up a google form actually Actually, I'm going to be completely honest with all you people out there. I say I'm Lady T, but she's the one with a personal assistant. So I sure do. (laughs) And she's going to make me up a Google form. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) Yay. And then Tara will post it on all of our social media so that wherever you follow us, whether it's uh, on Twitter uh, or Facebook or whatever, Instagram, whatever, uh, you can fill out the form. And you can be registered to uh, win the book. And uh, we will draw for that. um, What? This is going to air on May 5th. So what? We'll give it a week for everybody to enter? Yeah. Ten days and then. Uh, on Lynn's end, just because of this crazy uh,
1: pandemic we're setting through, just be patient for your actual book. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> right. But we will get we'll, it to you and we'll contact we'll you We'll make it, we'll you make it you happen.
2: Know. Right. We'll make it happen in some way, shape or form. I know it's right. hard to get
0: to the post office
1: right now. It's a little
2: scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. So, but we will be uh, getting that out to the winner, the lucky winner. And of course, we'll mm-hmm. announce the winner on some future podcast that we will be doing. So, yes. uh, and we're all very, we're all very, I I don't know the word. I don't want to really say disappointed, but the fact that the show has been put off until the fall, um, to, to me, it's sort of like somebody made a demon deal um, <laughs> and kept the show going a little bit longer. I was not bothered up till this point because I was like, it's not going to bother me till October when the show does not come back. Um. Now it might be next January or April when the show doesn't come back that it kills me.
1: <laughs> uh, so but, you know, this may forever change the landscape of a uh, TV period. Yeah. But they were yeah, talking who about knows. This, that things that things may start in January instead of September, like they used to.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. But anyway, we thank you for joining us today, Lynn. And Oh, Oh, you know what? I, I almost forgot while we're talking about the ending. Lynn has agreed to come back and do an episode with us, um, an episode of the podcast that we do after the finale. So when we talk about the finale of the show, it won't just be me and Tara, it will be Lynn as well. So we're really looking forward to that too. So we don't have to look forward to the end of the show, but we can look forward to that podcast. And we're going (laughs) to all cry together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And we'll all cry together. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, everybody keeps, uh, talking about the, uh, Fade to Black uh, and The End that was tweeted by, I think it was uh, Andrew Dabb that tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking, no, 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 no. It won't end for me until the podcast, and it and the phrase will be, and they all cried together. Um, <laughs> the end. As we outro with Kansas, right. yeah. Oh God, we will be crying then. No question. No yeah. question. Uh, well, I am totally gonna still say peace out, bitches. Then I'm I'm totally gonna. So of course, of course. <laughs> but and on that note, I guess it's time to say it. So peace out, bitches. Bye. Bye. Good night, Char. Good night, bitch.